This Euro qualifier and South America World Cup qualifying edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pick and scorches where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Last minute tickets, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And don't forget, we're giving away $3,000. In our NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest, presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Wait until that little diddly diddly day bit starts, Baz. I don't like knocking it off until that happens. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, enjoying the diddly days in Newcastle upon Tyne, the northeast of England. Today is, I have got no idea, the 17th, 15th, 15th. the 5th Sunday, definitely, the 15th of October. And we are here to have a sniff around what's went down since we last spoke on Thursday. And then we're going to have a look at some more Euro qualifiers happening on Monday and Tuesday. And there's some South American stuff as well. We thought we'd go a little bit exotic. Uh, joining me is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Barry. How are you? I'm, um, I'm okay. I'm just right, about well, okay. Before you start, let me. I'm going to set the scene here, Barry. So I spoke to you at lunchtime today, just before we did the NFL pre-game sausage-based fiasco, and you did nothing but moan. We then came on the stream, and you appeared on the stream like you were in one of those panorama documentaries, like you'd been touched by someone when you were a kid. And like, so I could see the you had the blind shut. I could just see the outline of your head. So I kind of knew there was someone there. It could have been anything. It could have been a basketball, and you were all in darkness, so, or like you were on. You'd employed a cowboy roofer to come and do your roof, but you didn't want to be embarrassed on national TV, although you did want to tell Dom Littlewood that your roof was fucked. And that's what you looked like at lunchtime. You were hungover, you were grumpy, and you said you had quite a tale to tell. So now, six hours later, Baz, I will return the ball into your court because you put the light on, I can see your little face now. Um, what's wrong with you, son? Come on. I'm all right. I'm just tired and I have a very sore throat. But this morning was absolutely... Why do? So uh, I'm not I'm not hungover now. I don't suffer bad with hangovers generally. Um, Bear in mind, you took the piss out of me. And every, all the listeners took the piss out of me for about three days last week because I was hungover for about 96 hours. 
But here I am, I feel fine, and I won't be whinging about it three days later, Malcolm. I'll be refreshed. <laughs> so All anyway, right. I was at a party last night. I went up to Cater for uh, my brother's ice hockey team presentation night. So I went to help them out, took the barbecue up, done all the food, had a few drinks. I knew I had to be on the road 7am back to Nottingham, three-hour drive. Um, so I thought I'd be fairly sensible. So I didn't. I did. I had a fair skin fall. I was got don't lie. Um I had I had a fair amount of drink, um, plenty of food, went to bed feeling absolutely fine. Well, yeah, you would do because you were hammered. But it was two AM in the morning. Um woke up at six thirty. My head was absolutely pounding. I've never known a headache like it. Mm. Um so I'm bundling my things into the car. I find some painkillers in the kitchen, picks them up as them. Pops to the shop, picks up three bottles of water, so I've got plenty of uh, fluids for the journey. I'm just at this stage, banging headache and very, very tired. So I hit the road, gets about an hour down the motorway. I'm tired, I'm flagging. So I think, right, I'll pull in, stop at the services, I'll have a power nap. I'm a big advocate of a power nap. 10 minutes. Any kind of nap, Buzz, power, regular, off the club. Yeah, it'll sort me right out. 10 minutes, so stopped in. 10 minutes. Woke up, feeling better. Big drink of water, a little bit of fresh air, and then back in the car. Um, what followed, would, it would have been nice if it could have occurred then, whilst I was in the car park at the services. Oh, um, no sooner did I get back onto the A1, I'm going to be sick. Oh, really? Literally, my stomach just went. I hadn't I had no inclination for that <laughs> first hour of the journey. There was no sickness, there was nothing. I felt okay. I just felt rough and tired. And out of nowhere, my stomach just went, uh, this isn't this isn't staying down. Um and I'm looking around, I'm thinking, there's nothing in this car I can be sick in. There's at this point, probably two miles for the next turn off to come off the main road. Oh, Obviously, no. I've got the hard shoulder on the left, but I'm looking behind me and there's massive big trucks and lorries. I thought, I don't want to be having to pull over onto this hard shoulder to vomit me. So I've just I had the proper fear that it was just going to come out. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I got off the slip road and as soon as I got off the, the exit, there was a little sort of tucked away little road leading down to a farmer's gate yeah, uh, into a faucet. So I pulls in there, opens the door and just hurls everywhere. Oh, like, and then uh, that just continued for about five minutes solid. Absolutely just hurled all over this <laughs> farmer's field. Um, never known anything like it. And I'm very rarely sick, not with a drink. Very, very rare. Um but oh, honestly, absolutely wiped me out. So five minutes, done, back in the car, right as rain, fresh as a daisy. Um, once it was done, that was it. Yeah, was yeah. Um, by the time I, but then I get home, I have a bacon sandwich just to try and uh, get me back on my feet. Go out to watch the uh, daughter play football, good game of football, but I'm just knackered. I just want my bed. And then rush back from there to do our NFL stream. And as you know, I was just at that point, very grumpy, very tired. Um, yes. It still hurt. And I think it's from all the hurling to get this, uh, yeah, yeah. bring it up. Uh, so I can't talk very well. Um, I'm just very tired now, but I feel all right. No sickness, headaches are gone, everything like that. But, oh, never known anything like it. Hurling at the side of the A1. Um, but I made it. Yeah. I'm alive. 
do you know all's well and good you say i'm not as strange out of that buzz as you well no i was uh i'm quite a big hurler i used to be actually sort of calmed down a little bit now um but yeah i'm no strange out of that at all and it is it's one of the only things that make you feel better if you have a tactical a tactical chuck up um it can it can get you through the next hour hour and a half no problem like um i think where we need to start tonight buzz um is I've, I've called it the five minute flex we're gonna have buzz but it's not a five minute flex of you or me or us or the show i think it's a five minute network wide flex of this show every other show every sport and just about all of the listeners because everywhere you've looked around the sports gambling podcast network this week it people have just gone absolutely nuts uh people have gone wild and um, speaking of which uh frank gallagher's just turned up in the chat um, and we're going to get to Frank in a minute because Frank is one of the catalysts for the, and this is the inaugural five minute flex segment of the show. Um, so, starting with our picks from, from last week, Baz, you hit most things. Um, I hit some things. I came out on top. Hungry was good. And my ladder, Doncaster Sutton, five goals, paid out with four to one. So I did okay. Um, but you ran through. You ran through the the EFL games on Saturday, didn't you? Yeah, so I started off a little bit unlucky, really. Thursday night pick was the only one I got wrong. So six picks made, um, five winners. First one was Albania v Czech Republic, wasn't it? Um, Albania go 1-0 up early on. I've got both teams to score, I'm thinking, this is all right. Czech Republic got the favourites. I'll come back into it. Early red card for Czech Republic and it got away. So that didn't win. Um, but then we moved on to... Friday night, France plus money, six to five yeah. to beat the Netherlands. That cashed. Um, and then Saturday, four out of four, three AFL picks. We had a 12 30 kickoff, both teams to score and over 2.5. That finished 4 1. And then a couple of team totals, which hit. Um, put that in with the international pick, which was Hungary, two to one. That went off in the end. We put it up at about 13 to eight, plus yeah. 57. Um, went off at plus 210. Uh, I think you got even bigger than that. Absolutely brilliant price against a team that beaten not long ago. Um, loads of people got in touch. A lot of people had the double on the internationals. They took the France-Hungary double, cashed that at about 6-1. to one. Um, But I've got, yeah, the best, one of the best we've seen all weekend was Francis, who sent us his slip. He took the France game on the Friday night. He tagged on all four of my Saturday picks and hit the lot, just over 20-1, to one, I think. Um, so he had an absolutely great win there. Um, Dylan on TikTok messaged me saying he'd hit winners. He'd parlayed a few of the EFL stuff again with Hungary in there. Um, and absolutely nailed that. So yeah, good to see loads of people. Brian was another one in Discord. I know he'd got on some winners. Um, that's what it's all about. I like, love weekends like this where people are getting in touch saying, got this, hit this, hit that. Um, so yeah, I think we're right to, to flex this week because we've we've done well. Um, another one from that show, Malcolm. You might remember. Um, people need to listen right to the end because the last, almost the last thing you said on that episode was baseball starts in ten minutes. <laughs> on the Phillies to go up the ladder, and they scored ten runs. And the it next did. morning, one of the lads from my fantasy football, Patrick, it was a Mackham, unfortunately, um, he messaged to say, "Just tuned in for the last ten minutes of your podcast. Um, back to baseball." Paid for all my weekend, so um, yeah, even <laughs> baseball picks on the Premier League gambling podcast 
was gold. So this this episode was absolutely outstanding. As you say, talking of the network, um, I just picked up a 25 to 1 winner because Kramer put on the NFL. His weekly first half parlay in the NFL just hit a 25 to 1. Um, and loads of the Discord channel, the NFL channel um, are on that. So, yeah, as you say, the, the whole network's on fire at the minute. It's really, really good. Yeah, that was it. That was kind of the, the rest of my role of honour. was Aaron in the... Um... Followed our NFL picks this morning when he was uh, yeah. walking his dog. Uh, Matthews said he was going to take his mother for, out for a Sunday dinner uh, if he didn't jib it um, because he backed Aaron, Frank. Aaron also got on the, um, in the Discord, Aaron was saying he got on the total League Two goals because we talked that up as well. I counted them up last night when they were going through the bottom of the screen. I tried to count well. So I counted them up individually. I was just sitting there. As they were going along the ticket, I was going four, five, five. Five, five. What did it finish on? Looks like to me, it finished on about 112. I think it was 40, but there was one game cancelled as well, I think. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure what the line was at, um, but I know Aaron had got on it and, and done well off that as well. So I think he's had a very good weekend. Um, um, but yeah, but yeah I was going to mention the the, uh, the baseball props from the other night, because that made me laugh. I stopped the ladder at eight. I went over four, sorry, four and a half, five and a half, six and a half. So I stopped at seven. There was three more rungs, Barry. I ignored. I ignored the higher floors of the bet. So I'd done myself out of anything. Um, but yeah, Kramer's first half parlay tonight. Um, so yeah, I think to long story short is um, if you're having a look around the network, whether you're new to us relatively uh, in this country or you're a, an existing network follower um, around the States, there's fun and winners to be had all over the shop, Baz. And it turns out that we are multi sport threats, Barry. Yeah, as you say, we've done great on the NFL picks today. I put out ten to one first touchdown score at the day as well on the NFL show, um, just to finish off a, a great weekend. Um, if that's the flexing over, I'm going to put a shout out to Sam uh, from Richmond. Yes, he's on the yeah, list as well. Uh, this week's listener of the week, as he's very kindly, kindly given us a, a glowing review on Apple Podcasts, accompanied with five stars, of course. Uh, really is appreciated, Sam. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Um, everyone should be like Sam. Drop us a review on Apple uh, and you can get your shout out on the next show if you do so. I've uh, got a yeah. mild bone to pick with Sam, but Yeah. I'm sure his review says he's 39 and listening to this show reminds him of listening to his dad and his mates. <laughs> he did. Which I, I don't think he meant it offensively, but how do, for old does that make us sound, by the way? 39-year-old, where the 39-year-old man's dad, effectively, but yeah, I mean, I'm not not far off 39, like so. It is a little bit offensive. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to change that, Sam, uh, it's like listening to my peers. It's like listening to a couple of my peers talking in the pub would be an appropriate response. Uh, but we'll let you off. Uh, so yeah, good fun all along the board. I am um, <laughs> on the NFL this afternoon, Baz. I got all my overs and unders mixed up. Um, just the column on the thing. I think it was so far down the. The, where it says over under was off the top of the screen. So I just, everything I wanted to go over, I then discovered halfway through the game, I'd back to go under. Uh, so I then had to quickly reverse what I was cheering for. So that was a mild fiasco this afternoon, but it was all right. Uh, might have cost us a tenner or something, but nothing flat. Um, so we have made some picks for um, Monday and Tuesday, um, maybe Wednesday, in fact, in South America, or that might just be a yeah, runs after midnight type of thing. Um, but we'll get to those once I've told you first about the SGP and second chance survivor. I entered that this week. Um, 
so if you're already knocked out of your existing NFL survivor, don't worry, we've got you covered. Uh, so this is presented by Corey Pinkston. Sounds like a made-up thing, but isn't. And Barking Dog Properties. There's $3,000 up for grabs. Winner takes all. Um, it starts this weekend, so sign up now. Um, so that's next weekend, next uh, Thursday night. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Dead easy to play. Um, winning you go through. Losing you're out. You might as well have a pop. Um, and also Underdog Fantasy. Great way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long. Um, Scorchers is a new feature. Go 5 for 5 and pick them Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy um, 100x payout. Uh, for a limited time, Underdog's extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue. Um, 10 lucky winners winning 10 grand each. Um, so watch along. Make your picks. Make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Um, speaking of the devil, Baz, Sam has just turned up. I don't know if he was here for, to hear us uh, pick apart his... Um, no, OK. He's, well, Sam's claiming it was a typo. Uh, and his dad's 60. I'm still not thrilled about it, Sam, but it's, uh, at least you've turned up in person to explain yourself. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Sam's in Virginia, I think, uh, in the States. So, um, mate, thank you very much. Uh, we do appreciate it, and it makes us look good in front of the bosses as well. So, tremendous. Um, internationals, Baz, I think it turns out we've picked, again, completely accidentally, two of the three same games in Europe, I believe. Um, yeah, normally so means we're on exact opposite sides of stuff, doesn't it? If history's anything to go by, so we'll start with um, where are we going Monday night. I'm gonna the game is Belgium and Sweden, Barry, um, which is a 7:45 kickoff, uh, 2:45 Eastern time. Belgium are Belgium actually line movement report. Belgium have. Drifted a little bit. They were one to two minus two hundred when I handicapped this. Uh, they're now around about four to six um, minus one fifty. The draw is plus two eighty, uh, eleven to four ish, and Sweden are ninety two uh, plus four fifty. And this for me, Baz, is purely a form line pick. If you get up the group um, standings and you get up the results in the group, you look at Belgium. Have won five, drawn one, scored 16, conceded three, and have already beat Sweden 3 0 earlier in the campaign. Sweden have won two um, against Azerbaijan and Estonia, which are very, very functional wins, which they should win. And they've lost three. The three that they've got beaten were against Belgium and the two games against Austria. Um, and those three defeats were 3 1, 2 0, and 3 0. So the three games they've played against similar, the three comparison games, they've lost by two goals. They're in a, quite a low part of their cycle at the minute. I know Isaac's not there, uh, which I'm pleased about. He's resting his hamstring up back on time side. Um, Belgium have been amongst the goals lately. Um, they scored three in Austria on Friday night. Austria are a team we've had our eye on because uh, they've been in good form as well. Uh, Lukaku scoring. And they're just a better team at home. Um, I've taken Belgium on the handicap. It just it fits with every every other bit of evidence that we've got. This fits Belgium on the handicap minus one and a half goals. The price is five to three plus one sixty seven, and that was the price I handicapped yesterday or this morning whenever I did it. 
it might even be a little bit bigger now because um, I see there's been a little bit of a drift, so I'll just try and drag that up. Yeah, 2.6, so plus 160. Yeah, so yeah, bigger price. Oh, no, we're around about the same. Plus 167-ish. Uh, Belgium, minus one and a half, Baz. Don't tell me you've gone the other way. No, not at all. I'm very, very similar. Um, Ooh, good. A little bit, little bit safer, but um, same reasons. Um, Belgium have just found a, a bit of form lately, haven't they, since the World Cup, where they were very disappointing. Um, they've, they've, as you say, 16 from six, scored 16 in that time. And already beaten Sweden 3-0 away from home. Um, and Sweden are a long way back. You know, they lost... It, it, they've lost all three games against the the better sides, the the Belgium and the Austria. I mean, Austria was one we picked against Sweden. I can't remember um, the price, but it was a good price Austria to beat Sweden when we took them on a previous show. Um, I think Belgium on the money line is a good price if you're looking for any parlays. Um, Belgium on the money line is not a bad pick at all. Uh, but I went Asian handicap, Malcolm minus one. So I've got Belgium minus one at plus 100, so around even money. Okay. Um, Belgium win by one, money back. Um, but I don't mind yours at all. As you say, Sweden have lost by... All of the losses have been by two or more goals. Um, Belgium are in good form. They're a better team. Uh, but yeah, the pick for me was... I was looking for something around even, so I've, I've taken the minus one on the Asian handicap. A um, little bit of insurance um, against your pick, but um, I don't mind yours at all at a bigger price. But yeah. Same, same thing entirely. Yeah, very much on the same lines. Um, Bob's just walked in here. He's going to bed. Um, on the, I should have put Bob in the five-minute flex earlier on. We uh, we travelled out to Hull yesterday, uh, Baz, to represent Newcastle schools. Bob got the nod um, and scored in a 2-1 win. Bob never scores. Like, you know, like little kids, you see them on the, in the paper, they've had a season where they've scored 112 goals. He scored about three in five years. Never scores. Stuck one in off the crossbar uh, and we beat Hull. So he got the assist for the second one. one two one away in Hull. Seven-hour round trip for a game of football. It's a bit of a bit of a trek, Baz. Uh, but Bob scored. Bob, give us some knuckles. There you go. Now go to bed immediately. Well done, uh, Bob. Well done, Bob. See you later. Um, yeah, so that was, a, that was a fun trip. Um, the game, Baz, you know Hull, don't you? You're... Partner and her family are bullish. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. I didn't know there was a posh part of Hullbats because where we played this game was very swanky, like really, really swanky. It wasn't really in Hull, it was East Yorkshire, not quite as far was into Hull as, as Hull, but yeah. It's it more, is it North Ferriby, possibly? Yeah, yeah, it is nice out that way. Isn't Pat, Pat uh, Foster's a Hull supporter, I think, isn't he? Off the top of my head. I would do a thing, was, but did I imagine that? Because you I keep shaking your head. No, uh, maybe I've imagined it. Um, well, yeah, North Ferry was quite swanky, but I, I nearly, uh, I nearly fell off me, uh, fell off me chair when uh, Bob stuck one in off the crossbar. Right, where do you want to go next? Uh, do you want to you you go next, Barry? I'll jump in. I've got the Lithuania versus Hungary game. Um, I ain't got the prices. No, you're hungry now. The hungry are favourites because normally you have all the prices written down, so I don't have to. Well, I've got them now. Do you want them? Yeah, chuck the Lithuania hungry prices out for me. Uh, Lithuania are 10 to 1. Uh, the draw is a shade over 4 to 1, plus 4.25. In Hungary, around about 3 to 1 on minus 300. This is a very, very similar handicap to the one we've just done on Belgium and Sweden. We took Hungary last week um, in a tougher game than this. 
Um, we talked about the great form they were in. Top of the group, 13 points. Um, Serbia are three points behind them in second. And then Lithuania, who they're playing here, sit back on four in fourth on five points. Uh, Lithuania picked up those five points against the, the sort of lesser teams of the group. And Montenegro are an all right side, but Bulgaria and Montenegro are where they've picked their points up. The games they've played... Very much like Sweden, when they've come up against the, the better teams in the group, the main contenders of the group in Hungary and Austria, they've lost the three games and they've lost each of them by a two-goal margin. Um, so it's exactly the same sort of form and same reasoning yeah, yeah. Um, as the previous one. And it's Hungary on the handicap. Hungary minus 1.5 handicap at 4-5, to five, minus 125. Um just a fairly straightforward one. When Lithuania are losing against the bigger sides, they're all by a couple of goals. Um, as I say, Hungary have already beaten them in the home game. Um, I think they'll go over there. In good form, Hungary, just just keep riding it. They're playing well. Um, Hungary, minus 1.5 on the handicap, 4-5 for me. They've got some good players as well, Hungary. You mentioned it last time, but that Shalai up top, Solai, uh, Saboslai, obviously we're more familiar with the Prem. Uh, yeah, good players, Hungary. It's none of that's happening by accident. Like, um, my game is uh, this is Monday night two. Um, was your Lithuania Monday or Tuesday? I think mine was your Monday. Tuesday, but so that Lithuania Hungary game's Tuesday night, seven forty-five, two forty-five Eastern, and we're going back to Monday night here for Greece um, against the Netherlands. Uh, Greece three to one, the draw nine to four, plus two twenty-five. And Netherlands, when I looked at this, were 21 to 20 plus 105. have been nipped in uh, 20th of a point to even money. Um, in this group, France are away and gone. Um, France having won that game on Friday night that we all backed them on. Um, so you pretty much you can take France out of that equation. I think they've won six out of six, which leaves the rest fighting for sort of playoff places down there. Um, and it's, it's Netherlands and Greece that are fighting it out. And this is a really, really simple handicap, is that Netherlands are a better team, Barry. Uh, there's not much in the form lines here because both of these teams, every, everyone's battered Gibraltar and the Republic of Ireland are really, really poor at the moment. They're really struggling. So you, you can't get a form line from any other game. The only real form line is the Greece-Netherlands head-to-head. Um, 7th of September, so not very long ago, last time we had an international break, uh, Netherlands beat them 3 0. Um, and they were 3 0 at half time. They pretty much wiped the floor with them. Um, they're not in great form, but they're just better. Greece are notoriously uh, pragmatic uh, to the point of being boring. And they have been for a thousand years, even when they won the Euros, they did it without scoring any goals. Um, they only had one shot on target in that game, uh, September 7. I just think the Dutch are too good, Baz. I mean, they, they didn't get. They ran France close. They lost two one at the at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, game. Greece aren't at this level. Um, it's a it's a top tier um, international team against a two two point five two and a half tier. Um, I just think Netherlands would beat them. And at the time, a little bit of plus money. It might creep back up, or you you might find some plus money around. But even money or slightly higher for the Netherlands uh, looks like a good bet, Baz. Yeah, I looked at that one. I, I like the look of Netherlands as well. They'll definitely be a Paul A player for me um, this week on the international stuff. So, uh, yeah, I love that one. 
Uh, next up for me is a one I know you've got as well. Uh, so you went first on the um, the earlier one that we both had, which was Belgium. So I'll go first here with Northern Ireland versus Slovenia. Now, I'm uh, really interested to see where you went with this, Baz, because I started off in one direction and ended up pretty much doing an about turn, uh, zigzagged around the place. Have you got the odds for this? No, if you can pop them out for me, that would be great. Uh, plus 260, uh, 13 to 5, Northern Ireland. Uh, 21 to 10, plus 210, the draw. And 5 to 4, plus 120, Slovenia. This is Tuesday night, 7.45. Yeah, so Slovenia are flying in this group. Top of the group, 16 points from seven games. Uh, they're still not qualified yet. Finland are only four points behind in third place. Um so still all to play for for Slovenia. They've lost just once. Uh, that was away to Finland, who, who are one of the other contenders in this group. Um, they've won the last three games, scoring 11 in the last three, including a 4-2 win against Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland are they're just struggling. Um, their only points in this group have come against San Marino. And neither of those games were... You know, you're expected to beat San Marino and you're expected to put a few goals past them. They won 2-0 and 3-0. Nothing amazing there. So they beat San Marino at the weekend. Um, 5-0, I think. Sorry, 3-0, I think that one was. 3-0, yeah. But before that, they'd lost five in a row uh, and they'd only scored two goals in those five games. They'd been shut out four of the five and they scored twice against Slovenia. Um, I just think plus money for Slovenia here looks really... Really interesting for me. Six to five on the money line, plus one twenty, uh, Slovenia. So that's going to be my my main pick for this. But I like the team totals for Slovenia as well. Um, and it's a little goal ladder for me. Thirteen to eight for over one point five Slovenia goals. Um, so it's a plus one six seven, over two point five Slovenia goals. Eleven to two, plus five fifty, and over three point five is at eighteen to one. Um. You laugh, Malcolm, but they put four past them. I'm, like five, I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm smiling in admiration at you. Yeah, I mean, they put four past them recently. They've scored four, four and three in the last three games. Um, scored three against Finland at the weekend. Finland are a better side than this Northern Ireland side. Um, so, yeah, let's get up the ladder. No reason why not. I think, um, I think it's just... I know they're away from home. You know, it's not always going to be as easy, but I just think the prices are bigger than he expected on Slovenia, that they're a bigger price, and, and so they're a bigger price for the team goals. They're scoring well at the moment, and Northern Ireland are on a very good side. So, yeah, get up the ladder. Over 1.5, over 2.5, over 3.5. We'll hit that 18 to 1 shot here. Um, I mean, how many times we've said, Baz, is it, you handicap a game in a certain way, but you've still got to land on the right bet. So, what we've got here is. Um, I've handicapped it exactly the same as you and come down with a different bet. So it's entirely possible that we could both be right and one of us win, both of us win, or none of us win. Um, and I said last week I was looking for teams who had things to play for um, rather than teams who just well, had to dial it in now. And Slovenia have got themselves in a really good position in Group H here. They're top, they're ahead of Denmark on goal difference, uh, 1 5, drawn one, lost one, scored 16 goals. Northern Ireland really, really have struggled to win. Um, if you look at the first half of the campaign, there wasn't many goals kicking around. But Slovenia being in the goals lately, beat Finland 3-0. It's a decent result. The 4-0 against San Marino was pretty standard. 
But crucially, I think that 4-2 against Northern Ireland, uh, again, back on the 7th of September, just in the last break, um, is a good comp. They were 3-1 up at half-time. Um, I came... Uh, which bet... It was then which bet to take, Baz. You, you came down on your side. I thought the prices for the overs and unders were really lopsided, Barry. Um, you like Slovenia goals here. The over two and a half goals is plus 140, 12 to 5. Like the under two and a half is 1 to 2. Um, so again, possibly if it might finish 1 0, but I just think the prices are out of whack. Absolutely out of whack. I'd have them much closer to a, to a pick them. Like I'd have them 10 to 11 each of two. Um, this over two and a half also gives you the safety net of Slovenia battering them, which is the case you've just made as well. And that was my last point on my note. So we're in exactly the same ballpark, Baz. And we'll take over two and a half. Um, a Slovenia 3-0 win, Barry, would be a thing of beauty. Um, so there we go. Uh, you done international-wise? You are, aren't you? I have one more, South American. I'm oh, sorry, I meant European. Yeah, done. European. I desperately want the San Francisco 49ers to get duffed up here, Baz. There's three minutes left, at one point in it. Uh, Moonaf's locked them up for his double bubble on the... Uh, on the pick, if I could do with Moonaf spraffing two points on that, because um, <laughs> I've already locked mine up on Thursday night. Mine went in Kansas City, so I could do with Moonaf blowing his stack here on the 49ers. Um, okay, we'll crack on, we'll head to South America uh, via game time. Game time are back, um, getting you tickets, tickets for cheese, tickets shouldn't be stressful. Um, and game time are helping you uh, sort that out. You can go to sport, music, comedy, theatre, last-minute tickets, killer deals. Uh, you can just start getting hyped up for all the fun you're going to have without the stress. Uh, forget planning months in advance. Game time's got tickets right up to the day of the event. Uh, we saw Sean uh, right behind the pylon in SoFi last week, enjoying his Eagles uh, take down the Rams in LA. Um, he used game time, great experience. Um, so the thing to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. James apply, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And finally, Hall of Fame bets. Uh, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. Sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer historical stats and data for all of those is on there and then you can use their revolutionary parley optimizer to get all your players hit rates for your bets uh, which players are hot whose value expected probabilities um, all your players broken down by a leg loads of mad stuff it's brilliant so stop betting in the dark join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data driven parlays download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hrefbets.com Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. So, South America, Baz, I spent a good 20 minutes today thinking, I'll tell you what, these lads are keen. They're World Cup qualifying, and they've already played 17 matches, and I handicapped quite a lot of them, and then realised I'd handicapped the qualifying for the last World Cup. So I ripped that page out, me jotter, Baz. But between that and backing all the unders that I thought were overs, I've made some fairly uh, rookie errors this today, and I'm sitting here uh, trying to inform people what to do with our money back. You what? This is very early for World Cup qualifiers, though, isn't it? We're like, the World Cup's just finished. We're four years, and they're qualifying already. Yeah, 
I love the South American system, though, Baz, because there's only, what, 10 countries and they all just pay everyone? Yeah. One big league. I could, um, when you open live score, like it's, it's just autopilot, isn't it? Sort of twice a day, you'll click on live score to see what's going on. Well, obviously, this week, nothing was going on. Last Thursday, World Cup qualifiers, but it was like the extra, extra, extra preliminary Asian round. So it was like Cracker Tower east of Java against the lost city of Atlantis and stuff like that. Like nil-nil. They were all nil-nil. Every game had finished nil-nil. No one had bothered. Like Bhutan against Laos and that. Just now teachers across the board. And they've got to go through seven preliminary rounds before they even get a crack at playing Oman or someone in a qualifier. Um, but, yeah, so there's a... Uh, I don't know what game you've picked. All the big boys are in action, Baz. Brazil. Uh, I didn't pick them. Argentina. I didn't go there. Um, I have gone Wednesday at... Right, so this must be Wednesday our time. It's uh, half past midnight, so it must be 8.30 Eastern time on Tuesday night, I reckon. Um, and it's Ecuador against Colombia, Baz, is my game. Yeah. Did you know, Barry, that Ecuador is the smallest country through which the Ecuador, uh, the equator passes? Did you know this? I didn't know that, but that's good knowledge. Well done. And it's named after, I mean, Ecuador named after the equator, but is the smallest country. Uh, this is edutainment, people. Um, Ecuador are 19 to 20, minus 105. The door is 9 to 4, plus 225. Colombia 11 to 4, plus 275. So it's really early days. Turns out they haven't played 17 games, they've played three. Um, so it's early days um, in World Cup qualifying. The teams are still sorting themselves out. Uh, shuffling themselves into position. And these two sides are really evenly matched, Ecuador and Colombia. If anything, Colombia are a big price at 11-4 um, because there's not that much between the two sides. That's not where I've gone, though. Um, I just used the recency bar. So last week, uh, Colombia got a 2-2 draw in Uruguay. Uruguay are a good side. Uh, they've got a chance against Brazil this week, actually. Quite a big price. Um, Colombia got a 2-2 draw in Uruguay. Ecuador beat Bolivia 2-1. And then before that, Ecuador got a really good 2-1 win in Uruguay. Um, so what I wanted to back initially was the Ecuador team total over one and a half. Um, that's at five to four because I assumed that would be bigger than the over two and a half. And then I looked back and the over two and a half is plus 135, 23 to 17. So I'll get off that. I'll take the bigger price. It seems like a safer option because you could you obviously pulls in a Columbia goal or even two Columbia goal and win two one. Um, I think what's happened here is Baz. The history of this fixture is really low scoring. Five of the last six have gone under two and a half. There's a mad six one thrown in there oddly. Um, but I think if you compare that to the recent history of how the teams are playing, it's a different thing. Um, so I love this at the over two and a half goals, Baz. Twenty three to seventeen. Plus 135. Yeah, so I looked at these. I seen there were some games on Tuesday, some games on Wednesday. And I thought, I'll leave the Wednesday because we've got a podcast on Wednesday. Um, but not realising they were Wednesday early hours of the morning. So essentially for us, it's still the Tuesday games. Yeah, on. what you've done there, Baz, is got, got it wrong. Yeah, because I was uh, tired today. <laughs> you were still whitening all over the side yeah, of the road. There were two games, and to be fair, the game I have chosen is a Tuesday night UK time, 10pm, which is a game I can get involved in rather than a 1 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I'm happy with where I've gone. 
I've gone to the uh, Venezuela versus Chile game. And I knew you wouldn't have this, so I've got the prices here. Venezuela are 17 to 10 plus 170. Chile 31 to 20 plus 165 or something like that. Um, and the draw is 21 to 10 plus 210. And um, both teams four points in qualifying. They've both played three, won one, drew one, lost one. So I'll have a little look at who they've come up against. And Chile beat Peru, drew with Colombia. Good result and lost to Uruguay, who, as we said, are, are in some decent form under Bielsa. Venezuela had a draw with Brazil, one-one last week. Um, yeah. Really, really strong result, and then they beat Paraguay and lost to Colombia. Um, I, I quite like Venezuela here. I think the draw against Brazil was a strong result. Um, the defeat against Colombia is their only defeat in ten games, um, and they're underdogs here. Uh, and despite being at home, there's not a lot between the two sides in terms of recent form and things like that. Um, so you're getting 17 to 10 plus 170 for Venezuela um, is a pick I like. But I also think this will be low scoring. Under 2.5 goals looks nailed on. 4 to 7, minus 157. Um, so it's a bit short, but definitely one you can put in your accumulators, parlays, things like that. But I think we can be a bit bold. I take under 1.5 goals here at 7 Ooh. to 4, plus 175. Um Four of the last five Venezuela games have been 1-0. Um, the only one that didn't was the Brazil game 1-1. Um, so they're keeping games tight. They're keeping games low score. And they're not scoring a lot of goals. They've only scored two in, in the game so far, but they've only conceded two. Um, and Chile have also had two 0-0 draws in their last four games. So under 1.5 goals is the pick. It's 7-4, plus 175. Um, and therefore, Malcolm, if you put them both together... Venezuela yeah. under 1.5 goals. That means it can only be 1-0. So the correct score, 1-0 to Venezuela, is available at 13-2, plus 6.50. I'll have a little go on that. Um, but yeah, the under 1.5, I think one team will nick this 1-0 or it'll be a 0-0. Um, I, I like like the under 1.5. I mean, I would say, uh, you know, South American stuff's not stuff I look at that often. A little bit out of my comfort zone. But, you know, looking at the games and, and the form, I'm happy with the picks I've got. But yeah. You know, tentative players, I would say. Um, surely, Baz, hang on. Um, I'm just in the uh, Build-A-Bed feature here. Um, I've put me hard hat on. I've set some cones out. Um, I'm trying to... Right, hang on. You've gone, what, Venezuela to win? Yeah. Yeah. And a correct score of 1-0. Yeah. Yeah. How have you not... Put Solomon Rondon to score that goal, Barry, in there. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's obvious, isn't it? What does that Big, get us to? Well, I'm not very good at doing this. Hang on. No, I've got Solomon not. Rondon in there at five to one. Bed builder. Result, hang on. This is great, this. Venezuela, yeah, Bosch. And double 1.5, 1-0, oh. whatever you want. Whichever way you want to do oh. it, it's the same thing, isn't it? 1-0 to Venezuela. That, Baz, is a shit price. It won't let you do it. Or you've got Rondon to score and Venezuela 1-0. They're related contingency, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so we'll get 20-1 to 1 for Rondon 1-0, which is a bit disappointing. That's all right, though. Well, yeah. I don't think that's, don't think that's bad. We're, we're only getting 13-2 to for the 1-0. Um, yeah, he might I get on Penno. I don't know if he gets on Penno, is he? He, he, yeah. he Taking the odd free kick in Penno in his time for Newcastle, hasn't he? That's, 
that's that's worth a go at uh, twenty to one. Like I don't mind. There that. we go. We'll put it out. We won't mean it, but if it hits, we can. This is the sort of thing we can isolate and put out on Twitter. Is it for geniuses? But um, right, okay, champion. Well done. Um, I think that's us uh, covered. Is there anything else you need to tell the people about? Are you having your usual Sunday night glass of red wine, Barry, or no, are you not? No, no, no. no. That bad. No, that's got to be the first, hasn't it? Well, I had it all on Saturday night. Um. I could be tempted with a glass of white tonight, actually. Something a bit okay. more refreshing. So I might do. There is one in the fridge. Uh, I have got something else. Um, found something on the kitchen floor. The other day. <laughs> right. Oh, if I had a thousand guesses, I wouldn't have guessed you were going to say that. Right. Well, funny what? enough, if is I give you a thousand guesses as to what I found on the kitchen floor, you would never, ever get it. But I'm just going to give you one. So... Uh, what do you think I found on the kitchen floor? A frog. Eh? Are you kidding me? Is that correct? <laughs> you, I, how do you know that? I don't. All I was going to say was, <laughs> the only thing I can gauge is my experience in life. And I once found a frog on my kitchen floor. So that's what I've guessed. I, can't, thou- believe you, I can't believe you got that. Mate, that's people that is incredible. People are going to think you've made this up. I could go out now in the garden and show you the dead frog. Oh, a dead frog? Oh, it's dead. Yeah, dead no, it was dog. alive the one I found. Not the day. This was about 2001. Right, oh. talk us through what happened. Yeah, I just, what, what are the chances of you guessing <laughs> frog? That's unbelievable. About... <laughs> I feel like Helen's must have tipped you off or something. Absolutely not, no. That is absolutely complete not a coincidence. That, that's the most astonishing thing that's ever happened on this podcast, in my mind. Like, but yeah. Anyway, yes, the, Helen. I come in the kitchen. Helen says, um, <laughs> "What's this on the floor?" And it was like black, but it was rock solid. Right. You know, put it in my hand, and she says, "It looks like a, the shape of a frog." I said, "That's because it's a frog." <laughs> All right, but David Attenborough. Like rock solid, dried out, and like you turn upside down, and you could see the skeleton of it, but still some decomposed yeah. skin on it and everything. It was basically like a shell of a, of a frog. Um, how it got in the kitchen, I don't know. Uh, the only thing but I can imagine is I had. Do you think it perished in the kitchen? No, I don't. I think because where it was would have spotted it before. I'd been in the garden messing around with barbecues and things, and um, we do get a lot of frogs in the garden. And I reckon right. it was already dead. It's died somewhere. It's dried out. It's been there for ages. And it probably got dragged in on the bottom of my shoe or something. And then as I walked <laughs> in the kitchen, I kicked it off the shoe. Um, the kids were pretty freaked out because they thought, why have we got frogs in the house? Um, <sighs> I, I thought it was quite amusing. Um, I can't believe you guessed there was a frog on the floor. Well, no, going, going back to, I would say, August 2001, I was going out to football on a Sunday morning. Went to get my kit bag, which I just ditched on a Saturday because I used to play Saturday and Sunday. Um, and just sitting next to my kit bag, like some sort of guardian, some sort of shin pad guardian, was this frog just sitting there looking at us. All right, Mala. Uh, and I'm not very good at shit like that. Like you've witnessed on the podcast when there's been a spider in the same postcode as me, I had to get Betty to get and throw it out. Uh, so I think Helen Pretty had to come and uh, evacuate the frog that morning before I could go to football. But yeah. That's the only reason I said frog, Barry, was it brought to mind that incredible time. Scenes, as the kids say, Baz, absolute scenes. Absolute scenes. What a prediction. 
Well, run, I mean, we are on fire at the moment, Malcolm. You know what I mean? That's just a continuation <laughs> yeah. of the former in. Well done. I'm just well gonna, I've just said a thousand to one shot. Tell all the family now that you guessed that first time. Yeah, yeah. And they won't believe us. This is the thing, Baz. No one will believe them. Us. Yeah. No. Yeah, man. Like right. Story. What we're doing are the Premier League's back next weekend, isn't it? Thank God. Um, so we can stop talking about frogs and we can start talking about football. Um, so what What time do we do? When is this? 10 o'clock? 30. 8.30. 8.30. <laughs> 8.30. <laughs> Same time every single week, <laughs> The Browns have just kicked a field goal. Moonaf's going down. Um, 8.30 on Wednesday. We'll regroup Barry, have a word with ourselves, uh, and we'll make some Premier League picks. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Again, I reiterate what we said at the top the uh, in the five-minute flex. All the listeners who won stuff, and then all the listeners just turned in for the frog chat, the sausage chat, uh, Barry being sick at the side of the road chat. Um, we very much appreciate it. Um, well done, Frank. Go and buy something nice. Uh, get yourself something nice with your winnings back on Wednesday um, and we'll see you down the road and I will remember Barry to play the music.